Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Stones. Uh, we're excited this week to have Mike Prey of Landscape Depot Supply in Framingham, Mass, joining us. Mike, are you there? I hope so. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Awesome. We there did we it. We did it. <laughs> we'll get the kinks out in the first few episodes, and it'll uh, it'll get better. But th- thanks for joining us, and uh, we're excited well, to have you, you on have board. Um, and uh, Noah, thank you. Uh, I know you're listening in the background there to, to help us uh, put this together. Um, so, Mike, um, full disclosure, I know we work together. Uh, Landscape Depot Site 1 is a Delgado Stone uh, authorized dealer, so I want to make sure we're transparent. But, um, you know, we're not here to talk about that. We're here really to talk about the natural stone industry uh, and everything related to the business and kind of what you're seeing out there, what we're seeing. And, uh, I don't want to just have a little bit of fun. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been at Landscape Depot Site 1 and um, just give us some background. Um, so I've been uh, in my current position for the last five years. This is year five or season five. Uh, before that, I was with Old Castle. Uh, kind of fell into that for about seven, eight years before that, selling papers, um, working with um, big box stores, more of a retail position. But... When I moved over to Landscape Depot, operated by Site One, I um, started to get more into design and kind of ran with that and built up a customer base through those. Yeah. Oh, where where am I? Uh, so uh yeah pretty much you know just you know every year it gets busier and busier the trends keep you know getting more solidified natural stone and concrete papers and uh you know it just literally it seems like right now we can't even keep up yeah i think um i think we're seeing that all over the industry and uh i know part of that has to do with uh supply chain as we've experienced from covid and um everything last year and being on the retail side. So tell, tell me a little bit, and I didn't even know that you were at Old Castle for, for that long, but what's the difference between working now with some of the smaller client base uh, versus, um, you know, being on the, I guess, the wholesale retail side, the B2B side um, versus kind of working with the end user of the, of the product? How, how has that uh, been for you? So, Working with the big box stores in that capacity was more about volume. Um, so it, it was just, it was basically, you got to keep those big customers happy. And that's basically what it was. You're dealing and training and building displays. And just basically, I ran all over the East Coast pretty much. Uh, well, at least the Northeast of the East Coast, from basically Virginia up to Maine. And, uh, oh, wow. And it, it was a lot of driving around. Uh, I basically fell into that just because I knew the Lowe's computer. I, I worked at the pro desk in my early 20s, and uh, I knew the computer system. So that's basically how I fell into it right as the recession was starting. Right. So uh, right. I'm not disappointed by any means. I mean, it did build me a, a pretty nice career um, and set me on a path where set got me to where I am today. Yeah, well... I think I use the word journey all the time here. We all have different journeys and uh, for all of us, it, it all comes back to stone, I guess. Um, so, which, which isn't, isn't a bad thing, but uh, you know, last week uh, JP said, um, 
or I guess JP said, uh, if we had, he would have bet his last dollar that he'd never end up in the natural stone industry. Um, and I think most of us probably have that thought or, or don't really know that's where we're going to end up. And then um, once we're here, it's almost like a drug. I think yeah, we yeah, get it. In the back of my head, I always kind of thought it was possible because uh, as a high school kid, I worked summers for my uncle doing masonry, like pointing buildings in Boston, tending for him, um, laying block, that kind of stuff. Basically anything that, you know, uh, a strong guy in high school could do, you know, sure. money. So, you know, I just yeah. I grew up doing that. So it was always a possibility. Um and I've always just been kind of attracted to building people's backyards in addition to mine. It's always been, you know, whether it be fencing, gardening, hardscape work, you know, I've always enjoyed building up people's backyards in addition to mine. And that's part of the best part about dealing with the end user is uh, you get to see how excited people get. And especially the kids, they get really excited when you get a so Mike you there yeah I'm here okay sorry I think uh, I've lost you for a second yep yeah we can hear you um, so Going back to the um, the end user in the back, and right now one of the biggest trends, obviously, is the outdoor living space. And uh, so I'm sure being in the hardscape side and the design side, um, and, I, and I really want to get into design because not a lot of people do it or understand it. And um, and some of the stuff that I see you do when I see you posted on Instagram, uh, by the way, if you're not following Mike, check it out. Uh, it's at hardscapes by design uh, on Instagram there. And... Um, but some of these renderings and, and the art, the, the 3D, and, and I'm going to let you kind of explain it because I, I'll mess it up, but I'm amazed by how realistic they look. And then also um, when you see the, um, the work that you put into it beforehand and then the end result and how close they are, uh, how did you get into that side of the business? And, um, and maybe tell us a little bit about the stuff that people wouldn't necessarily know when it comes to that design. So I'll just kind of run you through how I do like a, an average consult. So this has been kind of worked out over the last five years. I've kind of gotten it down. So um, I got into it just because it was basically the design about, you know, 10 years ago, everyone started designing when these, all these new landscape design programs started coming out. Um, <clears throat> everyone was trying to get into it including uh, Landscape Depot when they first hired me. They wanted to have someone on staff that could kind of, you know, complete designs for contractors. And I basically just figured it out. It was a huge learning curve in order to get proficient at it. And uh, half the best part about it is with the design is that you get real, you can do really detailed takeoffs. And that's what I tell the customer and the contractor because we go and do a console, it takes about 60 to 90 minutes. And uh, basically what I tell the customer and the contractor is that it puts me, the supply yard, the contractor, and the homeowner all on the same page. 
So when it comes down to what they're going to get, what the contract has to do to install it, and what I need to do for pricing the materials and giving accurate quotes. So it puts us that, all on the same page. I think that's a really good point. And maybe not everyone knows how involved um, a project is or how many hands are in there. So uh, being able, I think, to have everyone on the same page, right? Because, you know, we talk about natural stone, but stone might be, when you're doing a project like this, just a small portion. And um, when you do these, um, do, you, do you refer to them as renderings or just designs? What What's the proper term here? Um, I, I it Both. You know, I, I've never really actually looked up the definitions. To me, a render is just creating what's already there in a 3D format, while designing is bringing something new to the table of what's already all right, so I'm going to use the word design then because that's what that's what you're doing. But I, I think most people don't know um, when you create this design that it's involving everyone and and it puts everyone on the same page. Um, and that's a really good point. That's something I never thought of. I see the pictures that you post or so, or the designs that you post on Instagram um, or you know in any work that we've done together in an email, and I'm like, man, I'm like that's incredible, and I almost lose focus for a second on, on what we're doing. Cause I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And I'm like, oh yeah, but we have to help them with this. Uh, we have to get back <laughs> to it. <laughs> but uh, the, over the past uh, 10 years, kind of when you got involved in it and started uh, building it up, how much of an increase have you seen or, or do you think there is from, um, from that time to now where are, are more people using it for projects? Is, is it, has it gone from maybe 20% of the time it's used to 90%? Do you have any idea in, in terms of a range that from when it started to now? So I think every kind of hardscape project needs a design, whether that's a scribble on a napkin or a big complex 3D design of an entire property. You know, there's every, you know, you need to be able to kind of explain what you're doing and show it. That way, everyone's on the same page because how uh, else would you? Almost like that's a map, a, right? Like a, yeah. you know, yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's so. I think every single one should have it, or at least a starting point. Um, I kind of treat them more as conceptual designs that are you know open to being changed. Sometimes things need to be changed on the job site, like say something's under the ground that wasn't initially thought there, and sometimes these things need to be able to be fluid, which is fine. Um, but it does change up, you know, if you add a curved wall into where there was a straight wall, you're going to have to adjust your cost just because, and that's something that I can, if the design changes fluidly like that, I can add in that real quickly and at least get accurate quotes on that immediately because I already know all the sizes. And that's just a huge part of it, being able to do accurate budget takeoffs for at the beginning of a project. Um that that's another another good point. Being able to stay on budget, I think, probably one of the major concerns of any anyone who's um, I, I think remodeling or building something new. Uh, you know, our industry or the building materials industry, construction industry, doesn't have the best reputation when it comes to service and um, and keeping on point. So I think that's also uh, an important note there. Um, which again, something I didn't think of. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm on the, the stone side or the manufacturing side where we look at it and we're just trying to get the material that you need. But, um, you know, so we don't, we don't see the day to day that 
that you're faced with or that you, when you're working with the customer and, okay, well, let's change this part. Let's change that part. And even once it, once the project started, um, but so in terms, give me, I, I'm a data geek, so I'm going to hammer you for some sort of number here oh, yeah. uh, in, ter- in terms of, in terms of growth or, um, or, you know, you're just maybe the, the number of designs that you did in the beginning to now, would you say, has it increased significantly over time and, and how significant? And do you foresee it? Um, do you think these designs, the digital designs, uh, we're going to see more and more uh, mainstream, even for some of the, the smaller projects? So I look, I look at it like this. Uh, word of mouth is for the most part how I do the majority of my designs. And I'm probably doing 50 to 60 per year. And once people get a taste of it, um, not so much the end user because they're only usually getting one. But once a contractor sees how easy this is and how just much easier it is on their end, their numbers are more precise. And uh, so... And I also save a lot of time. So I utilize a, a drone in order to map the area. Oh, That's wow. why I use a lot of, I like to do my designs in the early spring or at least get all the pictures for them because there's no trees on trees. So you can actually see the, uh, the trees. Um, but as soon as I'm able to, I get that picture and then I can make the whole drawing to scale. And, uh, that just the amount of time that that saves me but that also comes off on the back end so yeah you and i we deal with the stone aspect of it for the most part but when the contractor goes to sod they ask me how many square feet is the grass area that they need to sod because i have all that information right on the computer right that's another part that just saves a ton of time and and that's something i i guess i would say that you're probably not even um uh, you know, maybe you're being compensated for it or whatever, but it's it's more like a value add and, and uh, level of service that you're providing. Exactly, it's it's really no effort for me, but it, it helps out you know my customers a lot, and that's what you know anything I can do to make their lives easier. Oh, it's a win for all of us, including yeah. the homeowner. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no question on that. And um, so. Now we're we're talking about the designs and and we obviously focus on natural stone. Um, when when you're when you're doing these or when customers are looking right because there's pavers, there's manufactured material out there, there's imported stone. Uh, you know, so many options and and I've seen it on our end where someone visits our facility and they, you know, they see the. 20 plus pattern, um, 20 plus plus collections that we have, and then uh, each one available. And so there's 150 plus options. So when they come to your place or, or picking out material there, um, there's clearly a significant uh, increase in, in how much is available. So when, when there is stuff for them to choose from when you're working with someone, why do you recommend natural stone for them? And then how do you help them through that process? So, um, Going back to the design program again, my design program is actually from Unilock and it has all Unilock's products in it. Um, it's called Uvision. But the reason that my program is different from anyone else's is that the amount of natural stone swatches is what I call them. And, you know, textures and patterns that I've added to the program that are all made custom by me and a couple friends of mine that we all get together and, you know, we share them amongst each other. 
Um, <clears throat> but that is, that's how I at least get to the natural stone. And a big part of my whole um, spiel during a 60-minute consult is how much I like mixing natural stone with concrete engineered pavers. Um, I really like to make the verticals and stuff like that. I like to make that um, natural stone with a nice granite or bluestone cap on top of it. And then do so a paver pool deck, I end up a lot of times end up going with a concrete paver just for cost reasons. But it, it's not like it looks bad. It's just obviously natural stone is the best sure. thing. Um, you know, it lasts longer. It'll be natural stone will be here longer than you or I. Um, concrete. Yeah, I, th- I think one. I think one time we were asked what the shelf life of our uh, of our product is, and I was like, uh, "It's stone." How long do you it'll, got? It'll, yeah, right. It's going to outlast us, so I think you'll be fine. <laughs> but it's yeah. a good point, and and I like the idea. So so blending. I'm sorry, I know I cut you off there, but blending the materials. Um, and of course, we're not here to say that um, manufactured is uh, is necessarily worse. And I have seen some beautiful work done with them. Uh, of course, we're going to be biased towards natural stone on our end. But um, you know, do, is it? Do you find it hard, or do you think the design um, software makes it a little bit easier to create that blend and be able to say, okay, look, you guys like this paver. Uh, it's a Unilock product, from, so you have that in there. And then here's what I would recommend for maybe the retaining wall or um, or the cap in that case, or you know, whichever portion is going to be that natural stone. Do you think them being able to see it visually uh, makes a big difference? No doubt in my mind that the visually, I, I think it helps closes sale, um, you know, a project close rate is around 85 to 90% with a design. And there's about a 30% add-on from original budget that ends up, whether that's lighting or increasing the different types of materials from more quality materials, like i.e. natural stone. Um, you know, it's little things that get people excited. Like when I show them a, for instance, a veneer wall and they're like, oh, that's exactly what we're looking for. And then we can kind of build off of that. So we take one of the colors from that and match it to the, the paver patio for the pool deck or whatever. And don't, I also don't. try to match together. So say like I have a square pool and I could use something like blue mist granite treads. I'll put the granite treads on that. And then I'll put the wall cap match that as well, as well as like a fire pit cap. And sometimes we even go as far as matching the kitchen to the pool coping, the fire pit cap, and the wall cap. It's, you know, so you have different areas, but they're all kind of blended together, tied together through the natural stone is one way that I've kind of been able to do it. Yeah, and we have such a visual industry, so I imagine being able to see it beforehand. And and that's, again, one of the things that I'm amazed by. When I see, um, when I see the design beforehand and then I see the completed project, I'm like, wow, that is really something. And, and now with some of the designs, uh, I know I told you there was one that you posted where, where I thought it was the actual project. I'm like, wow, that, that's a really nice project. Um, so the line between reality and and uh, and graphic, um, or maybe it's my eyesight. I'm not really sure. But either either way, uh, I think it's certainly going in the right direction. And um, so, do you do you see more um, more people? Uh, working with natural stone or in your, I guess, over your time at uh, Old Castle, because you've been in the industry now, you know, we're looking at almost 15 years uh, without telling anyone how old you are. Um, you know, are they, 
are they uh, are you seeing more natural stone being used? And if so, um, you know, why do you think that is? And uh, what what are you expecting to see in the world of stone, maybe in the near future? So um, what I'm seeing is a lot of landscapers get started and they get started and start with uh, paver patios, concrete paver patios. And then they see it as like a natural progression to work up to like, say, thin veneer. I think natural stone is going to become more prevalent in our projects. A lot of it has to do with where we live as well. I mean, we live by some of the, and up in the Northeast of the United States, we have some of the nicest stone in the world. We have some of the nicest colors and quality around here. So that's another reason to always, you know, add a little bit of natural stone into a project. But I think a lot of the design trends that we're seeing in the paver world, like blending together different stones and colors and textures and patterns, we're seeing, we're starting to see that in the natural stone world because we're able to get such, um, nicer pieces like there's for instance we can cut like a border material down we could make like a darker stone even like we for instance here's an example you could use black cobbles as a border with um like a bluestone patio or like a natural flagging patio and you can actually still dress it up you could have bandings and borders you could use all different kinds of colors of stone and blend it together just like how people have been doing paper patios for a while so i mean it's just I'm see, like even for instance a bluestone patio a random pattern in the beginning and then bordering it with treads um yeah they're different heights the treads are two inches well the pattern's 1.5 but it just looks incredible when you're able to border it around and i think a lot of those ideas come from the paver world at least right now i know it's been around forever but more people are able to visually see it and incorporate those ideas into natural stone products sure um, i think i think that's that makes a lot of sense um and uh you know what we're seeing for you you know this you mentioned uh, the stone that comes out of our region and um the quality and the durability right and a lot of people uh with the climates um wherever you live you might be concerned about uh, frost freeze or something along those lines but we're we're seeing our stone move um into other regions across the u.s and i think a lot of that has to do with uh within stone and some of the landscape material um and the availability of it, right? I think technology, you know, we can see what you're doing on Instagram. We can see projects in California on Instagram and they can see our material and we get requests from all over the country. And I know you've been a part of that as well. Uh, do you think, do you think the, um, you know, because people are so used to what's in their region when they see something outside of the region and I'll use the color example, um, you know, people see the colors out of the Northeast. They want to they want to use them uh, either because they're native or they want to bring that color into their area. Do you think that has uh, has a big impact on it as well? Uh, I do. I so whenever I'm on vacation, I'm sure you're, you're the same way. Like when you're a stone nerd, like you're always looking around to see what other people have. And when I go out, to, I remember being in Chicago. I was in Sarasota, and it was limestone everywhere. And uh, but then every once in a while, you end up seeing a New England fieldstone wall somewhere down there in like Florida. So, I mean, yeah, it, it does make its way. And I think that the trends, just like they come from Cal- Colorado and California for like housing trends, end up making their way over here. I think, you know, our stone trends also make it to other places um, in, the, in North America. I've also noticed uh, up in Canada... 
they seem to do a, like a lot of more square and dimensional looking patios. And while around here we have like a lot more curves and it's just built differently down here. But I am seeing some people want to go kind of towards more towards that modern contemporary design look of uh, more dimensional and squares and rectangles and that kind of look. Yeah, we're seeing, I think we're seeing that as well. And, um, you know, getting to 25 minutes here. So I, I want to wrap this up. And uh, I, I told you I'd put you on the spot and ask you for one piece of advice um, for anyone looking to work with natural stone, whether it's a new home or something they're remodeling, maybe they just want to incorporate a little bit of stone. Um, what advice would you give to them? The number one thing that I can think of, and I hope that this doesn't sound cheesy, is that <laughs> natural stone and masonry is expensive. Don't get me wrong. But you know when it costs more and when it can be even worse is when you got to do it twice, whether that be, you know, because you didn't use the right stone or you didn't uh, go with the mason that your gut told you to use. You know, I think... Natural stone lasts forever. When done tastefully on a nice landscape project, it can increase the value of your home by 13%. There's, you know, it, it is an investment, but it also, it's an investment that does pay off with uh, your enjoyment, your time, uh, your home value. There's a lot of positive notes to this. And um, I think a lot of people are really starting to see that. Good stuff. I. I'm not going to disagree. I like the idea of people investing using natural stone and uh, do the dur durability, sustainability. Um, but again, I'm biased. So, uh, <laughs> Mike, just thank you very much for taking the time to join us. And, um, you know, you're the first non-Delgado Stone guest, so we appreciate it. And uh, we'll probably have you back in the future as well. Yeah, I appreciate it. This has been fun. All right. Thanks, Mike. Nice to talk to you. Bye. So that was great. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mike. Really enjoyed having you on there. A uh, little bit of technical difficulties uh, with some of the background noise, but really great insight. Um, and, uh, and being the data geek that, uh, that I am, but hearing that 90 or 85, 90% of the, um, of the time where you use a design, you're going to get that close rate, I think is really something for the salespeople in our industry to be aware of that. Uh, and then, you know, uh, adding 13% value when using natural stone. Um, and I couldn't agree. It is an investment. Uh, there's less upkeep, less maintenance, uh, things like that. And, and in terms of sustainability, uh, it being a natural product versus, uh, versus using chemicals and mixing uh, is obviously important as well. So um, really appreciate having Mike on there and him taking the time. Make sure you check out. We'll put a link to, uh, to his Instagram in there, Hardscapes by Design. And uh, looking forward to a great year with, uh, with Mike and his team and, um, and the entire uh, natural stone industry.